what's up everybody? Welcome to Friday's episode on June the 3rd, 2020. Um, yeah man. <laughs> yeah, what's that? Of course. Uh, yeah, you think? Right on. Uh, today is Friday. I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. You know the vibes. We come here to talk about video games. This is the X Button Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan. And we have some stuff to talk about today, which is awesome. Uh, I can't can I can I vent? Can I talk about something real quick? I'm I'm a little upset. And of course, I know you're thinking, "Wow, uh, he took off Wednesday, didn't miss pre Friday, didn't miss Friday." You know the vibes. It it is what it is. But let me get to something real quick. And this is 100% first world problems. And some of you guys might not even be able to relate to it. But hey, I got an issue. I miss the PS5 launch. I, I miss it. I miss it. What, what can I say? I miss it. It's the first console I was able to get day one, and I had a freaking blast. Um, it was a magical time. I took off work. I might actually do a pod about it. Uh, I don't know if I've, I might have mentioned it before, um, so bear with me. But I took off work like a big nerd. I had that thing pre-ordered like a big nerd. Uh, and I had planned for a full day of, of PS5 gaming, no distractions. And, and that's what it was. There was no distractions. It was a full day of PS5 gaming, not fully the way I wanted it to go, but it worked out pretty well. I woke up in the wee hours of the morning, uh, promptly before GameStop opened. I go there. I wait in line. I see my boy, Adrian. I'm like, what up, Adrian? He's like, what up? Uh, he's already in line. My dumbass showed up late. It was very cold. I remember it being a little too cold. I was like, God damn, how long do I have to wait? You know, people still buying their consoles or some shit. I don't know what the hell's going on. I get to the counter. The guy at the counter's like, uh, we can't give you your PS5. And I was like, what? Dun, dun, dun. And that turned into me screaming at his face, uh, throwing my receipt at his face. Now, um, basically, he was trying to say that. And he was like, yeah, uh, two people in the same household can't pre-order. I'm like, all right, what are you talking about here? So I think he assumed I was, like, I personally had two consoles pre-ordered here when in reality it was me and my brother, like my little brother, came separately on a different day on a different receipt, pre-ordered it. Uh, So I don't know how they know what household. They were under different accounts. They were just two names. So I'm like, fuck out of here. And apparently they got me mixed up with somebody, but then he was still like, oh, just for future, know that whenever you pre-order, I'm like, why are you giving me a warning? I didn't even do anything. Anyways, that's GameStop for you. GameStop, if you want to do a sponsorship, let me know. Love you guys. Uh, but if if not right now, that, that pissed me off and that was bullshit and fuck all that. Um, but moving on, you know, he still gives it to me. Hey, yo. And I go home. I I still have the video on my phone, actually. I might, I might edit it to uh, put it on TikTok because I think it's pretty funny. It's my first reaction of opening my PS5 uh, and I have a video of me turning it on for the first time uh, and a second time because <laughs> because the first time I turned it on I had my uh, streaming setup hooked up so uh, my my HDMI basically was going through an Elgato if you don't have it set to uh, accept an HDMI pass through your PS5 or PS4 will basically just go what the fuck is going on? Let's not display anything. So I turn it on. Nothing's displayed. 
Uh, I keep seeing the display flicker, and I'm like, fuck, I have a defective copy. What do I do? My my week, my month, my year is ruined. What do I do? Um, and then I quickly realized, I was like, oh, pfft, idiot. Go change it. So I changed it. I sit back, plug it up, and uh, before I get to that, my first impression was, damn, this console's big, Ayo. And I was like, it's so big in my hands, Ayo, that I was like, fucking, it's fucking heavy, too, Ayo. Like, I was just like, God, this thing is meaty, Ayo. And I was like, ooh, I got to engage the traps to lift this up, Ayo. And basically what happened was I, I turned it on. Uh, it does that beautiful one-time uh, startup. Which you don't see after ever again unless you reset your console. Uh, it does this beautiful startup. I remember the first thing I was looking for was Astro's Playroom, which it was on there. And uh, I had other games. I was like, all right, I'm going to install a game while I'm playing something. And I looked through the menus. I was looking at the trophies. I was like, oh, my God, my trophies. They're all there. It's so easy to load. Everything is, like, fluid. It's so fast loading. Everything is so quick. And I was like, all right, let me... Let me try out uh, Astro's Playroom while the game is installing. So I quickly put in <clears throat> Demon Souls. Now Demon Souls uh, is an amazing game, one of my favorite PS5 games, and I I put that disc in. I started Astro's Playroom. Let's just go there. I um, you know I sat back, started playing Astro's Playroom. It goes through this beautiful intro. Uh, and it basically says, Hey, here's the dual sense, you know, the new, the new, uh, big feature of the PS five. This is a controller, the thing you're going to be holding on to forever. Um, and much like the, well, I kind of had like an early preview cause I bought a controller before the, the system came out. So I was able to like see what the controller was already. Uh, so weeks before I was already playing like PS four games with it and you know, that shit was cool, but uh, you know, once I actually got to hold it and it was connected to a PS5 console and it was doing the PS5 things, my mind was blown. It was probably blown harder, Ao, than the first time I like put on a PSVR or um, used a uh, PlayStation controller with analog sticks or um, had to hook up the network adapter for Final Fantasy XI on PS2 and. Uh, connect to that first play online. You know what I'm saying? That like stuff like that. It's it's one of those landmark moments, and we got it in I think it was 2020 or 2019, 2019 I believe. Um, so that was stunning, remarkable. Uh, the triggers were bouncing. You know, I I was my mind was so blown on the features, and I was just like, wow, the this is this is gonna be the future. And then you start playing the fucking games, right? You start diving into some of these games. Uh, I know I said I installed Demon's, Demon's uh, Souls, but I had an issue with that, which was, I first of all, Astro's Playroom was amazing. Astro's Playroom is phenomenal, great tech demo, and a beautiful road down memory lane. Go check out the early episodes of the podcast if you want to hear about uh, my history in gaming and memory lane episodes. Quick plug. Um, but it's a, you know it had like small references to you know every PlayStation franchise, Last of Us, Days Gone, all this stuff, God of War. And it had one in there that got me choked up a bit, which was the Monster Hunters uh, Astro Playroom character, Astros, I guess, um, chilling around a campfire, and they were all playing PSPs, and they all had Monster Hunter weapons on their back. Fucking beautiful, man. Not even a first-party game. They still honored it. Uh, I think there's a Tomb Raider reference in there. There's, like, all kinds of stuff, and it's just such a beautiful ode to PlayStation 
and just the history of PlayStation, not just like current PlayStation. Like I believe there might be a crash knot in there or something. Uh, they basically have knots like everything that you might remember on PlayStation. It's beautiful. Um, and I can't wait for them to make another game. Team Asobi, I think they're called. What are you doing? Where's Astro 2? Astro's Playroom 2? Uh, uh, I'm sure there's probably going to be a VR project. That might be what they're working on. P- uh, VR 2. Um, Astro's Playroom. But the... Um, yeah, basically, you know, you hop into Astro's Playroom. You notice how quick the loading is. You're like, wow, that's pretty fast. You go into Miles Morales, okay? The shiny new game starts off with some some Kid Cudi, Jaden Smith stuff going on. Uh, the beat's thumping. You just got done fighting Rhino. And then you do your first fast travel on the map. Not even. I think it, I think it might be less than or equal to one single second. You hit X. It loads for a second. You're in the new spot. That fucking fast. And that is another thing that was like, whoa, this is the new age of PlayStation and just gaming in general. You know, we we see similar things whenever the Xbox came out with fast loading, but that is the fastest I've I've seen so far is Spider-Man, PlayStation, PS5 versions, and you just let that thing rip off the SSD. It is insane in the freaking membrane. Um, So all that being said... The PS5 launch was amazing. And since then, we've gotten many great games. And, of course, yesterday, there was a little thing called a state of play. And we get insights on upcoming PlayStation 5 slash PS4 games. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. And we get VR content. So, excited to talk about that. So, let's get right into it. Let's talk about the the conference as a whole. Okay, so, uh, when the stream started, I was actually streaming it, um, which was pretty interesting. Got to do that uh, for my friends. I I have a I have a page called Mystic Maddox on Facebook, but I just don't really get on there too much. Um, I kind of stopped about a year ago due to just me realizing that Facebook isn't really the place you want to stream if you're trying to get any type of following. So uh, I kind of dipped out of there, made a podcast, and I'm kind of leaning towards uh, opening up a stream for YouTube under this podcast name to continue the grind, the hustle. Uh, So the conference starts off with a date right off the bat, 3, 24, 23. And you're like, what the hell is this for? And you see an R. You're like, hmm, Resident Evil, right? Uh, And sure enough, it is. Resident Evil 4 Remake is confirmed. That was the first announcement. What a way to start a conference, first of all. Confirming a lot of what people have heard already with rumors and... Uh, speculation floating about about this being in the works. Obviously, there was that uh, voice actor not too long ago that was literally saying, yeah, when I got done with the Resident Evil remake, oh, oh, oh. Uh, so, yeah, Resident Evil 4 is being remade, uh, coming 3-24-23. Of course, that is a date, but not really a solid date, maybe. Uh, could be pushed back, as Adrian put it, friend host of the show, uh, you know, Developers are worried about putting any uh, too soon dates. So that is a long time from now. And I am expecting it to hit that date. But still, I will say the gameplay or I guess the the in-engine footage they showed did not look as crisp as Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes. So I'm really curious to see if it's going to live up to that standard. 
Um, but from what we've seen, I'm excited. It's a game I wanted to play for a while. I know that uh, I tried to hop into the port of it on PS4, and I just couldn't get into it just because the controls are dated. The controls need to be updated for this, and I'm sure they will be. Uh, if you didn't know before, they were tank controls where you only move forward and backward with the left stick. Uh, uh, to look left and right is still left and right on the left stick. Um, so the right stick is very underutilized. So hopefully this one is all updated, much like Resident Evil 2 and 3 did. Uh, and of course, they confirmed that Resident Evil... Um, oh yeah, Resident Evil 4 uh, is also getting a PSVR 2 treatment, which is pretty cool. And so is Resident Evil 8. If you are a fan of Resident Evil 8 and you want to... <laughs> You, you, I mean, I'm sure a lot of a lot of guys out there. I'm sure there's going to be some TikToks, some memes about it. There's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to be like, "Okay, now I get to see Lady D in my face. What? I get to see the daughters in my face. What? You know, the internet's going to go crazy over this because it's a it's a VR experience." And uh, Lady D was one of the the biggest memes of 2020, whatever the hell it was. Uh, she also sucks the blood out of your hand. Hey, yo. Uh, and, you know, that's going to be coming to VR, which that sounds exciting. Very, very scary. And then right after you see a zombie VR game in the form of Resident Evil 8, you see another zombie VR game in the, Resident, in the, in the, in the, Resident, in the form of Walking Dead Saints and Sinners 2, um, which... Is not something I expected. It's called Retribution. Um, that game was actually pretty fun on VR. The symbol after only showed PS5, so interesting to see that I guess these VR2 games are only going to be on PS5, not backwards compatible. Uh, another game that is coming out for VR2 uh, was No Man's Sky. Interesting. Uh, that actually could be cool. Like I, I said on stream, I thought it was already out. To be honest, I thought they already had a VR for No Man's Sky, but I guess I was wrong. Maybe it was something that they advertised whenever the game came out uh, and just kind of fell to the wayside when they were trying to fix the game. Another game they only announced for PS5. Uh, and then they go over the Horizon... Uh, what is it called? Call of the Mountain gameplay, um, which looked like a lot of climbing. And I, I don't know if you've ever climbed anything in VR, but your arms get laid tired really fast. Uh, you do get to see a Thunderjaw walk right up to you. Uh, look like gameplay is kind of like a... It's kind of like a... Not really on rails, because I think you are moving around, but it does look like a slower... Not too slow, but slower version of what you kind of get in the game in the form of you aiming a lot, you know? You leaning away from attacks. You're trying to dodge out of the, out of the uh, random choreographed runs. Uh, so it looks interesting, but we'll have to see more on that. Of course, this is all pending on whenever the VR2 is released, so that is mainly it for the VR section for now. Horizon Forbidden West is also getting a major update yesterday. Uh, this update includes performance mode with improved visual fidelity. So if you run the game in for, uh, performance mode, it's going to look even better. Pretty crazy. I played the whole thing in performance mode, runs like butter. Transmog, which lets you basically switch your outfits without any penalty of your stats going down. So if you like stats of one outfit and you don't like the look of it, you can basically change to another outfit that you like. Um, pretty cool. 
Another aspect that they are adding is resetting skills. Now, resetting skills is not really that big of a deal because by the time you get by the time you get done with the game, you're going to have most of what you want filled out. Uh, building out loadouts might not be the biggest of deals. However, if they are implementing another feature, which they uh, confirmed in the form of ultra hard difficulty, you might want those loadouts. That actually might come in handy to the point where you want to get very specific stat-based things to tackle different monsters. Um, that actually might come in handy a lot. But for the average player, I can't really see resetting skills uh, being that big of a deal. Um, then the uh, it also has a new game plus with new gear and also new weapons and new new weapons new weapons new weapons and trophies baby you know the vibes we're getting more trophies that means Jordy boy might have to go back to work not really um i don't really care to get 100% as long as i get the platinum but i get the platinum if one of the trophies is beat ultra hard uh difficulty then miss me with that all right miss me very hard with that very ultra hard with that then let's carry on. We get a announcement for a game beloved by Sony fans that is coming to PC, which is basically Spider-Man Remastered, uh, which is the original, uh, obviously with the new face on there. And it comes with all the DLC as they show with Silver Sable. And that is cool. I mean, that game is beautiful. I love the ending of that game. Not going to spoil it. I love the story of that game. Not going to spoil it. I love the characters. You get to get some Miles action in there. Hopefully this means... I don't remember if Miles is on PC. It might already be. But uh, if it's not, hopefully this leads to that. And that is exciting, man. If you haven't played this game, go play it. It comes out August 12th, 2022. Not that far away. And uh, it is a gem. It is like a masterpiece. Absolutely love it. And I'm not just hyping it up because I love Sony. It is just very exciting. And then we get a little game called Stray. Um, Stray was announced a long time ago, around the time that the console was announced. And Stray is a game that we haven't really had a lot of context for. But in this event, we basically get the gist that you are a cat. And you are walking around. And you are climbing stuff. And you're walking around. And you're knocking stuff off shit. And you're walking around and you're licking yourself and you're walking around. Uh, this definitely seemed like a, you know, an indie style game that is meant to be different. You know, you are a cat. Not many games you play as cats. Uh, you're kind of in like this weird, futuristic, robotic, dystopian, not really dystopian, ro robot inhabited Tokyo. Um, so it's interesting. It definitely is an interesting concept. There's a lot of stealth elements of cats hiding in boxes and stuff. And uh, that's really all we really get. I mean, there's a couple of drones and a couple of rats that are chasing you. But other than that, it looks like an interesting game. I just don't know what direction they're going with gameplay-wise. Is it just going to be running around and hiding? Is it going to be stealth? Am I playing defense of the entire game or can I attack? Uh, they didn't really specify that. They kind of just showed defensive gameplay. And, uh, you know, I just, I like it for the meme. I like it that you're actually playing as a cat. It seems interesting. And it is also filling out the summer, uh, you know, releases that we need. We don't have a lot of things coming out. So next month we're getting Stray. 
July 19th. And this is not the only announcement that they do with this game. They also announce that it's going to be a part of the PS Plus collection, which is amazing. This is an uh, one of the first, I guess, post PS Plus collection uh, announced that is going to be a day one release uh, on the on the actual service. So there you go. Add it to the benefits. Add it to the list of games we already got. Uh, the mini the mini games on that list. Very exciting to see them supporting it already out the gate, and that is that is very important if you want that service to be relevant and uh, somewhat maybe kind of sort of compete with Game Pass, which is already tough to do and maybe even impossible. Uh, but so far, me playing the PS Plus collection right now, I'm actually loving it. I downloaded over 100 games, I feel like, already, and apparently the North American release is going to have a lot more. So, yeah, I, I love it so far. Next, they showed Callisto Protocol, which is uh, a game we saw a while back, and that is basically from the creator. I think it's from an old, an ex creator of Dead Space, and it is very much following the same lines as Dead Space. You were in space. There are ro- robots. There are humanoid and unhumanoid uh, creatures. Very dim lit hallways of spaceships, and you have a gun, and you're there to fuck shit up. And it is looking pretty good. It's looking. It's looking pretty freaking good. Uh, I'm very interested to see where that game goes, and it is yet another game that it gets a 2022 release date, which is important right now because this is kind of what we needed this event to be. So uh, add it to a plus for this event. Uh, this game, The Callisto Protocol, comes out on December 2nd, 2022, and much like me and my friends, we love playing horror games in Christmas time. So uh, this is going to be a fun one to play. We are definitely going to be hitting this up. Also to note... This is also coming out on PS4. Interesting choice. Uh, it seems like a lot of the games that are going to be coming out in the future are starting to lean more into the PS5 only um, era. But it also seems like we are still trying to get out of that era. So uh, not the worst thing that it's on PS4. Just add it to the list for people who are on PS4. Then we get this weird, weird, as Adrian put it, Jet Set Radio like with shooting. Uh, it is a a unique game where it is it's got this very colorful I don't know how to describe it it's almost like a Looney Tunes art style um, well not really I guess it's, that's not really but it's just cartoony cell shaded shit um, it looks great you're basically rollerblading around a dome there are people with guns and weapons and you are taking them out uh, you get a lot of Jet Set Radio vibes you get a lot of my name my friend uh, Pedro vibes. You get um, you get a lot of different vibes from this game. Uh, looks very very interesting. I just I don't know exactly. I, I just don't know exactly who this game is for. Like I don't know if this is going to be a competitive game. Are they going to have multiplayer? What is what's it going to be about? Uh, is there going to be a story? Like it just looked like she was just rolling around shooting shit. Uh, is it like a twisted metal type game? They don't really specify. It just looks like she's shooting a bunch of NPC based things in a single player setting. I'm not sure. I feel like this would be a perfect game to have for multiplayer, but they don't really show any of that. So I'm very curious to see if this is going to be like a time trial thing, uh, clear, you know, mission based thing where every mission has like a different clearing uh, setting. Not sure. Comes out August 16th, though. Very interesting. Another kind of summer, late summer release. Um, another game to look out for at the very least. It is coming out on PS4 and PS5, and that is cool. Then we get a trailer. For an anime game? 
looks very interesting. And as I said in my stream, I am hesitant to like it because I feel like there have been a bunch of anime-like games that have come out and they have led me astray, no pun intended, for, you know, they, they look good in the reveal and then you play it, it's real stiff, and then it also has like, you know, uh, weird weird elements like graphic novel like storytelling or uh, instance based fighting it, it just it gets really weird with some of these games and this one looks like it might not be that different but one of the weird settings uh, I guess the weird traits of this game is that it is and I'll give you the name in a second is that it's anime like it is apparently part dating sim and part combat game and it is called Eternites um, and it looks it looks really good it looks really freaking good. I just don't know what the dating sim, dating sim aspect is going to be of it. Can you fight other boyfriends or some shit? I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, it comes out early 2023. Something we're not getting anytime soon, but I would definitely need to see more on that because that is a a very unique game to say the least. Then, of course, we get a trailer for Street Fighter Six, and I think. Street Fighter Six. Uh, we've already gotten, you know, we've already seen a little snippet of a teaser, two snippets, I believe, unless they were the part of the same thing. I don't remember. You get to see uh, Ryu's titties, and you get to see uh, the new dude. I think his name is Luke. Basically, Luke looks like the most generic character ever. It looks like he fights like the most generic character ever, and that sucks. But uh, it is, it, it is looking like a modern different art style version of Street Fighter 4 in a way. It looks very graffiti, street-like. Um, the fighting looks good for the most part, but it does look like the pacing is kind of slow. It feels like that they're fighting in slow motion in the trailer, and they're kind of doing like this street arena style thing in the trailer, and I'm like, I'm not, certain times I'm not getting that vibe, certain times I am. They end with a hub area I guess you're going to be walking around in. They also show this little bit that looks like Yakuza where you're kind of walking around and uh, it looks like a campaign. Like it looks like Yakuza, you're literally walking around the city. So I'm like, how, how the hell is that gonna work? Uh, so they are doing some interesting things in the game. Very curious to see how that works. Uh, also no word if that's exclusive or not. Uh, you know, Street Fighter V was unique for being the first Street Fighter that's exclusive to PlayStation. I'm curious to see if Street Fighter VI will continue that trend or not. It does say PS4 and PS5, but this is a fighting game, so of course, things like this that are more uh, universal might lean both consoles anyway. So there's that. Then we get Tunic, which gets a September 27th release date for PS5 and PS4. The game's pretty great. It is currently on Game Pass if you have Game Pass. Then you get uh, Seasons, which is a weird kind of walking simulator indie game that looks very interesting. It looks like you're kind of uh, recovering some notes and um, exploring the world as it is. It's a very beautiful artistic game uh, that looks like it could be very interesting. Uh, I love artistic games like that, kind of like Gree. So I'm very curious to see what this one's gonna be like. Uh, I hope it's not too boring with how slow-paced and story-based it is, but it looks like it has potential and I am I am here for it. Um, I'm so here for it. Autumn 2022. Uh, coming out on PS5 and PS4. So with that, I mean, that is, you know, another another potential game coming out uh, late summer or probably early fall. Well, I guess it says autumn, so early fall or fall. Uh, and 
I'm excited, man. I feel like, um, I feel like, I feel like it, it could be cool. I, I, I like that all these games are kind of being spaced out to where we get to, um, enjoy them as they, you know, as their own entity and not really have a bunch of things coming out at once. So that's cool. And it seems like all the releases on this, on this conference were pretty spaced out. Then we get the Holy Grail, the Holy Grail from Naoki Yoshida from Square Enix, and they show Final Fantasy 16. One game that I've said in the in the predictions for this uh, for this conference that I really really wanted. It is a game that I'm looking forward to hold heart heartedly, and it is. We got a trailer, baby. I mean, what can I say? We got a trailer, and it is freaking beautiful. It shows a lot of the icons, uh, Shiva, uh, Garuda, um, Ifrit, uh, Rama, Titan, uh, Odin, all these, all these icons is what they call them in this. They're basically like the summons from the other games. And in this one, they seem to be like attack on Titan. It seems like they're getting like full, full, uh, inspiration from attack on Titan. They're literally people who can either summon, I guess, out of them, these Titans, uh, and you get this, oh, fuck. All right, so it starts off with, uh, obviously, some story, which is great, but then it cuts into some gameplay of you fighting, like, a, a commander one-on-one, -on -one, and that looks epic. It looks so cinematic just from the combat. Then it shows you fighting a bunch of people um, left and right. Uh, so it looks like the gameplay is already going to be very diverse from battle to battle, whether it's, like, an arena-style thing or you're doing, like, a 1v1 with a, a notorious character or an important character. So that's exciting. And then uh, it starts, you know, it shows a little bit of boss battles with uh, the coral, which is, like, that tendril t uh, leopard thing that's been on all the, damn near all the uh, Final Fantasies. Um, but then it shows some battles, and it leans into the icons and it starts showing them fucking each other up and they they have health bars so it is gameplay and it's basically implying that you are going to be 1v1ing these titans attack on titan you know that shit there's going to be that this is attack on final fantasy and it is beautiful it is like exactly what i wanted uh, i'm going to post my reaction on stream uh, into the TikTok that I have, the X Button Podcast channel. I forgot what it's called. The X Button Podcast on Twitter, or on Twitter, on TikTok. But they show gameplay of Shiva. They show gameplay of Garuda. They show Titan. They show Ifrit. They show uh, Behemoth, I think. Uh, they show Odin. They show all these, and they're just fighting each other, fucking each other up. The cinematics are so epic. So I'm dying to know. If those are going to be like battles, and then those are like the cutscenes in between the transitions, uh, but the effects, as as uh, Adrian Frenhouse the show put it, put it, the particle effects, the graphics, the sound, the music in the trailer, the battles. Uh, you know, the first trailer we got, it seemed very barren with with sound. It was just like people talking and this weird like music light music playing under this one feels like they got that that orchestral sound up they got the bass thumping they got the battles that they're showing like fully it, it looks like a movie damn near and i'm like man and they have health bars still so i'm like 
this game is going to be so fucking awesome. And I, it is probably one of my most anticipated games. Like other games like Breath of the Wild 2 or God of War 2, I'm excited for it. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying I'm more excited uh, for this than that. But those ones, I kind of like know what to expect, first of all. Second of all, I feel like when they come out, they're going to come out. This one, I need out now. I need it now. Because this looks so amazing. Uh, this is a new experience for me. Uh, it looks like it is taking a lot of traits from maybe Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy XV and kind of blending them together in terms of combat. And, uh, man, the idea that they're kind of going like an Attack on Titan route with the story and how some of the icons are tied to actual characters in the story, this could be very interesting and very unique to Final Fantasy. Um, and very, in- very interesting in itself that they are leaning into this icon setting where they're actually turning into the things instead of uh, what is traditional where they summon the the uh, titans or whatever they call them. The summons, the icons, whatever you want to t- whatever you want to title them. <sighs> Man, the cutscenes they're showing are so beautiful, and it looks like they're putting a lot of TLC into this game. Uh, then they break my heart. They they tease me. They tickle me. You know, they play with it a little bit the entire time, and then they slap me in the face and say, "Hey, it's coming out in 2023," and then my heart is immediately broken. I get it we got games to entertain ourselves until then i will be 31 at that point but uh i am ready for this game i I don't know how i got so excited i think the first trailer really did it for me second trailer really did it for me and uh man it it seems like it's piping up to be an amazing final fantasy Uh, i am probably more excited for this than i was for 15 and 15 looked good but i never really cared for like the whole royal aspect and the uh the Noctis storyline, but this one, boy, I don't even know what the hell's going on, and I'm excited. So this has been Friday's episode. Uh, actually, let me give a score. That probably would help. Uh, let me score this event as a whole. I know some people wonder how this whole event went for me. Uh, I have friends, family, whatever, people I talk to about it. They seem to be either really excited or mixed, so... Some people don't really care about any of these games. I think Resident Evil 4 is super exciting to see that remake. VR 2, I'm going to buy day one, and it seems like they're just nailing in that purchase every time they show stuff for it. Uh, So all the VR content was great. Um, Stray, all the games that are going to be released up until next year, uh, like Callisto Project and all that, they all looked great. Very interesting enough for me to actually check them out. Uh, And, you know, Stray's free part of uh, PS Plus Collection, so... I'm going to try that out at least. Uh, and then they cap it off with something to look forward to in the future. And that is Final Fantasy 16, a beautiful game uh, with a lot of content. They made it sound like they're going to they're gonna open up for a lot more questions. And we're going to hear more about that game in the future. Uh, so overall, this, this conference for me uh, blew my expectations out of the water, to be honest. I really, I came in thinking, yeah, I, I at least want Final Fantasy 16. But, and I knew I was getting some of the VR content. But once you actually see it, I think all the things they showed, uh, maybe a little bit outside of Stray, I was super satisfied by. So I'm going to lean into this being probably a 9 out of 10, uh, obviously. I mean, it's not a lot of first party. So there's that. They they came out and said that. It's third party in VR. Uh, but the VR content they showed is very promising. The future they have 
uh, built for this third party section. I guess they didn't really build it, but the, the third party built for themselves uh, and they put it all into this conference. Seems to be promising. Everything looked good. Everything showed pretty well. I think the only one I wasn't too impressed with was uh, Street Fighter Six, and even then, I'm like, I'm still kind of interested, but like, the gameplay was a little too slow for me to like really be excited. And I really don't like that new character, and the art style looks a little iffy. I think once it is a final package with all of it polished and we have more details then it's going to be a little bit more exciting. I'm sure that story campaign mode, whatever is going on there, the Yakuza-like thing, uh, is probably going to be the make or break for that for me. But all in all, I think everything was a delight. And I think this is a 9 out of 10. I mean, I absolutely loved it. It could maybe be an 8 out of 10, high 8 out of 10. Uh, but I'm leaning 9 because that Final Fantasy showing was amazing. I just wish we got a date there. <laughs> but uh, either way, I hope you guys have a fantastic Friday. Uh, you know... We'll be back on Monday with more video game content, of course. If you guys like the show, leave an Apple Podcast review. Um, if you guys like me, follow me on something, uh, anything. I, I have Mystic.Maddox on Instagram, Maddox Mystic on Twitter. I have the X Button Podcast on TikTok, and I post on all of them. So if you guys want to keep track of what I'm up to, if, a, if I'm going to take off a podcast episode, follow any of those, and I will be there. Uh, I will respond to anything as well. So if you guys send me anything, I'll feel free to, you know, contact you guys. So thank you guys so much for being such amazing listeners. And I will be back on Monday for more video game content. See you guys.